0: Hello everyone. Welcome to WinChat. Here, we discuss different topics on social relationships. Social relationships, according to social science, is any relationship between two or more individuals. So this podcast is not limited to any one type of relationship. We talk about friendship, family, acquaintances, work relations, and more. Thank you guys for joining. Now let's get into the episode. Today we're going to be talking about the influence young adults may be able to have on children and the youth. As per usual, we have a friend with us today. Hi, Catherine. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you. Why don't you tell the people about who you are and what you do?
1: Okay. I am a preschool teacher. I work with all the different age groups (laughs) up until uh, elementary school. I am a Sunday school teacher, love working with children in the children's ministry. Uh, I work with the younger kids that are all the way up until elementary, but then I also work with the um, elementary kids students as well.
0: Wow, so you work with like a good age range of children that are pretty young.
1: Yes. Oh, I, I love cool. working
0: with children. Yeah, so, um, so I was going to, you know, ask you this initial guiding question, you know, like, do you have any children in your life that you care about? So, I mean, I would think, you know, just with all the kids that you work with, you care about them, right?
1: Of course. Yeah.
0: So tell us a bit about what that relationship is like.
1: Uh, with my children, there are some children.
0: Wait, that- I almost forgot. You also have siblings little siblings right
1: yes my oldest sibling is 12 your
0: oldest wow okay and then your youngest is he is six. Oh my gosh wow okay so y- you definitely have a lot of you're all about the kids huh
1: definitely yeah that's pretty
0: cool yeah so tell yeah go ahead and tell us about what that relationship is like I'm really interested to know especially about like your siblings what that relationship's like too
1: okay so All of my relationships and the three different uh, environments are all different. So my siblings, obviously, it's more of a sibling relationship. I don't feel like I have to teach them, you know, um, the way that I feel like I have to teach my other children. However, um, with my siblings, it's more love, more care for them. Uh, with my work, I do feel that, yes, there is love, and yes, I do care for them, but I feel like I'm more worried about their development and their growth as, you know, little people <laughs> more, than, um, more than, you know, trying to make sure that they get, like, the necessities that w- their parents would have for them. And then with my uh, children at the children's ministry at my church... I really want to focus on their their spiritual growth, you know, making sure that they understand um, that Jesus loves them and that Jesus is there for them. Um, So it it varies. It varies with the different environments.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. And. You know, I also really like kids. Like, (laughs) I, I do. I love them. You know, I think children are the future. And what I mean by that is, like, if you can influence a generation of children with ideas today, you can literally form what you want the next generation to be like, you know? And I think that God watches over children. But I also believe that Satan is probably watching them too, right?
1: Definitely.
0: So, you know, we can see examples of that with how the secular world is definitely trying to influence children today with so many different ideas that are contrary To what god teaches in the bible he appeals to them by leading them towards things that will gratify their flesh through things like music education social media entertainment and etc all that to say as young adult christians i think that many times we can think so much about how to reach people to the gospel that are outside of our immediate spheres of influence or even across countries that we don't always notice the children that are in our lives music and entertainment all those things are bad that's i didn't want to make you think that that's what i'm saying by that i don't want anybody to think that um god put those things here for us to enjoy so we should definitely enjoy them but there is something that's kind of going on in the world right now and it's influencing these young children it's influencing the youth right and so you know what do you think about that what do you think about the fact that young adult christians You know, we get so zealous about reaching people to the gospel that are outside of our immediate spheres, like across countries, that we don't necessarily see the kids that are right in our faces, right in our backyards, right in our homes. What's your thought on that?
1: I completely agree. I think that we are so focused on bringing people to Christianity, to the kingdom, that we forget that our children right here next to us Uh, need that that guidance and that influence as well they're little sponges yeah I agree (laughs) and they uh, take information and like it's nobody's business so I think the reason why I'm with such young children is because at that age they are taking in so much so fast that I would rather them take in the more positive things the more godly things than taking in you know, most of the music nowadays. Um, I think that a lot of artists are doing a really great job, Christian artists are doing a really great job bringing out, like, a a better mindset about the world and about God. But I think sometimes we can fail to bring this, the the material, the information, to those children. They're not going to go out and find it themselves. They're going to find what's easy, easily uh, applicable, easily... Um, tangible for them and unfortunately nowadays that is the the secular things that is the the things that are more of this earth
0: yeah they make it so easily accessible granted that that's true it's these things are more easily accessible um because of technology but you know i mean there's an episode where we talk about social media and what young adults are interested in. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: in that we realize how social media is not a bad thing either. Like we talked Mm -hmm. about music and those things not being a bad thing. They're not bad things, but they can be used for bad things. And when I think about it, it's just like, man, the people out there who are, you know, using it to influence the minds of children to get the world to go in a way that they wanted to go for like the next generation it, it seems like it's just about money and power, you know? Mm-hmm. Because when you think about influence, yeah. you think, you know, power, right? Um, but yeah, that's that just my thought. Do you have anything else to say?
1: I, I think that's where we come in. Okay. I think that's where we, we bridge that that gap. That's where we, we say that, okay, we want the generation to do, to be like this, we want them to do this, and so we're going to influence them, This way, because it's not as easily accessible, because it's not um, right there in their face, we have to be the ones to to say, okay, let me take this and let me give this to you. Let me make it accessible for you so that it's easier for them to find those things.
0: So let me just say 1 Timothy 4.16 says, Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. As I kind of alluded to before, there are a lot of false ideas and doctrines out there and because of that, I think we should keep in mind that there are people who are subtly taking notice of how we live our life and that includes children. The fact that children are watching is important and I get that they have parents, but that's, but it's like I mentioned earlier, parents are not the only ones with, with the power to influence their children. So I think the more saved young adults there are to influence these children, the better. Which leads me to my next question. How would you start a spiritual conversation with a child in your life, or how would you show them the way to live?
1: I think it depends on the age group. So for an older child, um, which would be probably a middle school, elementary. For an older child, I would you know ask them if they where they are in their Christianity. I would try to gauge where they are, ask them questions such as, you know, do you know that Jesus loves you? What do you know about uh, the Lord? Do you know these specific things in the Bible? And depending on their answers, I feel like it's it's much easier to meet the child where they're at than try to teach them something new. You know, you want to meet them where they're at and then build upon that foundation. Um and then for younger children, I'd say you can do the same thing, but they're not going to be able to tell you as much as they know just purely because of communication. <laughs> younger children tend to not communicate as well as older children do. So for them, you just have to you know, use your better judgment and just tell them. I, I think children, I think as adults, we sometimes complicate things and I think the best way for children to learn is just you simply simplifying it. Just simplify it. Talk to them like they're children. Stop talking to them like they're adults. You don't have to use such big words. Just something as simple as Jesus loves you. Jesus is there for you. Jesus cares for his children. And they're going to be like, oh, well, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. So I, I like what you said about The age. You mentioned their age, right? You said it depends Mm -hmm. on the age. And I think that that's so interesting. And I'll get back to that. But let me just say, let me get a bit more specific with the question. Um, So I asked you, how would you have a spiritual conversation with a child in your life, or how would you show them the way to live? So, for example, how would you interact with a youth about dangerous cultural ideas that they may see as popular or the new thing? Now, some ideas of dangerous cultural ideas would be two men liking each other or being married slash parents together, a man becoming a woman and vice versa, or the phrase, what's true for you is not true for me, and etc.
1: I think that, again, we should simplify. We should tell them exactly why those things are considered wrong. Children understand that the Bible is law. They understand that the Bible is there for us to... um live our lives by. So if you tell the child that this is against what God wants and you explain to them and you help them read it in the Bible, they'll understand it more than we think. Children are very, like I said, they they are sponges. They take in information and they understand that it's wrong. um, If you actually tell them it's wrong, there's no need to be around the bush with children.
0: Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that part about if you mention that it's wrong because what we want to... I wonder I wonder how easy it is for them to decipher with everything that, that's being flooded into their, their little brains. Mm-hmm. If, how easy it is for them to decipher what truth is. You know, and we and we believe that the Bible is true. Yes right yes um and so you know i'll continue by saying i personally think that after we know that a child knows what the truth is then we can start by asking a lot of questions if they don't know what the truth is then maybe we can teach them like you were saying definitely right and i learned that socrates was big on asking questions he thought that asking questions helps people to break information into manageable parts and then test to see if it is true if the child you're talking to doesn't know what truth is, then maybe you can teach them. Someone might ask, "How do you teach children about the morals or about morals or what truth is?" Well, there's a woman named Elizabeth Orbonowicz, founder of Foundation Worldview, who's created a curriculum to help children think about and understand the Christian worldview, as well as other worldviews and, and philosophies. She has also said that she asks children questions to help them think about what is true. Eventually, when they put the truth up against other worldviews, they get to choose for themselves which of the worldviews lines up with the actual truth. Mm-hmm. I think that's really neat.
1: Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
0: She also uses a simple framework of creation, fall, and redemption, where you teach children the truth about creation that God created the heavens and the earth and created human beings in his image male and female then she teaches them about the fall but the lord warned them not to eat of the tree of good and evil but then they ate and realized their nakedness and were ashamed and god cursed them and finally she teaches them about redemption the story of christ dying on the cross for our sins and giving us the holy spirit and new life in him so that may be a resource where people can start if they want to try to have those kinds of conversations with their children in their lives and really you'd want to talk to anybody about these dangerous cultures ideas from a christian worldview but i'm emphasizing children here today because sometimes we can wait till children are a bit older like you were mentioning before to have certain spiritual conversations but then so many other ideas from school and social media or friends have mm-hmm. already entered their heads right in an article by the Family Policy Institute of Washington, it mentions that many public schools are also guilty of encouraging immoral thoughts and behaviors in children. It says that an elementary school in Pullup, Washington, Pierce County was featuring same-sex parents and LGBTQ themes and markets them as cool or trendy. One book even told the story of a 17-year-old who underwent top surgery to become a boy. Disturbingly, it was on display for children as young as six years old to pick up. It says that these ideas are being promoted not only in library books, but also teacher led LGBT clubs, sex ed programs, and even lessons in the classroom. It goes on to say that 39% of our young group of adults between the age of 18 and 24 now identify as LGBTQ. They're calling this a public health emergency. They suggest placing rational limits on children's use of computers and smartphones and closely monitoring the content all children are consuming. They also say it would be wise to restructure children's days and that their parents, not the public schools, must raise their children. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think that um, since it's already out there, there's not much we can do with uh, taking that resource away. But it should be optional for the parent to say, okay, I want the school to uh, expose my children to this or not. So a lot of the time I see that the kids that I work with, they are exposed by the school. And the parents had no idea that they were going to do that. They had no idea that 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 was an option in the first place. And so they're they're confused when they hear their child talking about it at home because they didn't tell them about it yet. And that's very unfair. You're, you're not allowing your parents to make that decision in their own children's life. And it's, such, it, it's not new per se, but with how trending it is and how uh, common it is, that's new. It's very trendy right now. It's very common. That part is new. And I, and I understand where the school is coming from. They want them to understand it before they, they get the wrong idea on, for social media. But at the end of the day, it should be the parents' option, whether or not uh, the school can let them know or the parents can let them know. Now, is it right? No, I, think it's, I, I don't think it's right at all. But because it is everywhere, I think that our children should know about it, but they should know that it's wrong. So I'm not saying that they shouldn't uh, teach it. I'm not saying that it shouldn't be something that is spoken upon. I think that it should be spoken upon, maybe not at such a young age, but it should be spoken upon. Just have it be the parent's uh, decision on how it gets brought up, how the conversation goes. Because as Christians, we are... In the world, not of the world. But because we're in the world, we're going to be exposed to these things as well. But as parents of Christian, you know, as Christian parents of our children, we want to let them know that this is not right. And if it's being teached at the school, then there's no way of, of us telling them that it's not right until they either slip up or they tell us about it. And then now we're having to, again work backwards because they already know about it and it wasn't placed set in place that it's wrong so now we're having to work backwards and say okay I know that you know about this but it's not right and then they're like well the school said it was right no it's not right (laughs) but it is there and for the schools that are that are going about and doing this I think that that is completely wrong I think that it is unprofessional I think that that it should be it, it should be something as simple as sending out an email to the parents, hey, this is happening, and then giving the parents an option to whether keep their kids there or to take them out. I don't understand what happened to communication with our parents from schools, and I and, and sometimes I'm guilty. Uh, my school is guilty of that, where we don't communicate to the parents prior to something happening, and I don't understand why that's that's that stopped. I have no idea why that has stopped. But all that to say is it's there. It is in our face consistently. We see it. Our children see it even more than we see it. And the best that we can do, especially as Christians, is to just preach the gospel. Tell them about it. Tell them, you know, tell them scripture, show them things, continue to remind them, say that, listen, a part of what we're here for is to repopulate, and, and with these changes in, in your gender, you're not able to do that naturally. We're here to be as natural as possible, and, and you're taking this natural state that God has put us in, and you're making it artificial, and when has artificial ever been good?
0: Mm, good point. Catherine. you made a couple of good points, but there are some things that I want to touch on that you said. You said that since it's already out there, we can't do much to take it back. But I don't know if I agree with that. It kind of sounds like we're already admitting defeat when we say it like that. Can you explain more of what you mean by that?
1: Okay, when I say that it's already out there, what I mean is that, that it's already on those social media platforms. As you said earlier, it's already in our schools. It's already... Like, surrounding us. Now, I'm not saying that we should admit defeat and just roll with the punches. No, definitely not. I think that because we are getting exposed to it, we should educate ourselves, not about it, but about the things that are against it, about, you know, what God says about it, what God wants us to know about it, and that we should educate our children based upon it. I don't think, unfortunately... We cannot stop our kids from being exposed to it mm-hmm. as much as we want.
0: That's true. Yeah, I understand.
1: So if we know that at some point in their life they're going to be exposed, we the way that we fight this battle is by preparing them and continuing to uh, be in their ear, tell them about what God wants from us, what God needs from us, what pleases god you know what's good in god's eyes that's how i think we'll win this battle with our children not just to simply roll over and say well it is what it is we're just gonna have to deal with it no definitely not but we can't fight this battle uh saying that well we don't want our children exposed that's not that's not a possibility at this point
0: yeah yeah so what do you think the age of accountability is since before we mentioned you know age and we were talking about waiting till a child's older um, I you know th- there's this this thing that some Christians talk about where it's like the age of accountability you want to wait till the child's older to talk to them about certain spiritual things or certain like cultural things that are not you know biblically sound so what would you say in your opinion is the age of accountability
1: I think when people think about, um, age, they are set on a number and it's, it's not about uh, whether the child is 12 or 11 or 9. It's about their maturity. Children develop at a different rate and it all depends on their culture or their home environment. I know some children who are able to, to take in information that's not so positive and it not affect them as deeply. And they're only in like elementary school you know and it takes some children longer it it takes them until high school to get to that certain level of maturity uh, so it really all depends on the child everyone everyone and every child is different
0: yeah that's a good point too yeah I, I i understand um just wanting the kid to be at a certain level of maturity i think one time i was trying to do something with my niece and she mentioned Um, you know, I did something with her. I think I was just trying to teach her or see if she knew what truth was. And we were talking and like the conversation like got to a certain place where she's like in middle school or eight and she's a little older. And, um, you know, she was like, you know, I think next time we can do this with like my little brother. And I was like, oh, you think so? I I thought like maybe this topic might be a little bit too mature for him because he's in elementary school. And she was like, and she has another little sibling that's in elementary school, but she's like younger. Um, she's one of the youngest. And, you know, she was like, it might be a little bit too much for, you know, the youngest, but not him, not my brother. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. so interesting. Mm-hmm. So I think you have a point when you say that. So I, I definitely get what you mean. Uh, within trying to have these conversations, you need to have information yourself. Wouldn't you agree with that?
1: Oh, yes. Definitely educate yourself before you try to educate anyone else.
0: Yeah, what I found to be useful to me in gaining that information is apologetics. Apologetics is when people order a series of arguments or an argument to discuss a particular topic. That's my own kind of paraphrase of the definition. It can be seen as a long talk or writing about a particular topic. There are people on the internet that are really passionate about getting the right biblical information and theology out there to believers. To name a few... William Lane Craig, Frank Turek, Alyssa Childers, and Elizabeth Urbanowicz. See what the current trending beliefs and arguments are and how they oppose the Christian faith, and then give you biblical references and arguments to help you understand truth for what it really is. These people can also lead you to other great resources as well. That's where I discovered the foundation worldview curriculum for children. There's a book called Arlo and the Great Big Cover Up by Betsy Child Howard that I hear is great for teaching young children about telling the truth, confession, and forgiveness. It's for ages around two to seven years old, so uh, using that with some of the skills learned from the curriculum could be very beneficial to aiding you in teaching your children to think about what what is real and true. This information is not just for young adults, but for parents too. I hope I can get young adults to think more about the influence they can have on youth and children that they encounter often through this episode. But that doesn't go without saying, be mindful of their parents. It's their parents' job first to build these kind of relationships and ask these kinds of questions. But with the world of social media and entertainment slash news that we're living in, it, it doesn't hurt for us to make content or build relationships that would help parents who want it in this type of arena. In fact, it'd be great if you could have a relationship with the parents too to see what they think about the current trends and cultural ideas. The point isn't to step on anybody's toes, but to be influential where you can be. Catherine, before we close off, do you have anything to say?
1: Yes, going back, I guess, to the, to what we were talking about with the schools uh, exposing our children, a lot of people, they are just so against them exposing that it kind of makes them upset or angry. And like I said, I have no problem with them exposing them. I just want the parents to have that choice, right? And I think that, especially in the Christian community, we're so focused on um, when it comes to children, telling our children that it's so wrong that sometimes we forget to also emphasize that, yes, what this person is doing is not of God, but this person is still a creation that God made. This person is still, you know, someone that God loves so deeply. And so, because God loves them, because God cares for them, we should do the same. Should we love what they're doing? No. But we should really do the same. And so, my question is, which one do you think is more important? Loving the person? and teaching your children to love the person or teaching your children that, that this is so wrong. Like I think we can do the, we can do both. I think we can do both. But I think a lot of people are so focused on saying this is so wrong, this is so wrong, this is so wrong, instead of focused on this is wrong, but still show love. Do you get what
0: I'm trying to say? Yeah, I do. I, I do. And I think you make a good point. And I, I think I would agree with that you definitely still want to, you still want to lovingly tell people the truth, um, whether it's the person that's engaged in whatever the, the, the sinful act or lifestyle is, or, you know, you know, just the child, the little child that you want to like understand truth. You know, you still want to lovingly tell them the truth and, and you still want to be loving And not Mm -hmm. just telling the truth, but in everything else that you do and interact with them too. So yeah, yeah, I would, that's how I would answer that. And that's, you know, I'd say I'd agree with you that both are important. Okay. And then you were saying off air that you wanted to mention something about you know how kids see us as like cooler than their parents these days which is so interesting that you say that <laughs> because it's um it's it's going back to what we said before about you know parents not being the only influences you know the mm-hmm. only power of influence in their child's lives right um like you have social media and all these things where other people can be considered um you know influential in their child's lives so yes. so what what exactly did you want to say about that
1: Sometimes we forget that Um, we do have that kind of influence on children. And sometimes we also forget that sometimes parents, they want someone else to step in and be a good influence on their children. So when you were saying to to make a good or start a good relationship with the parent, I think that that was so important. That was so vital because parents, they need help. (laughs) They don't want to tell us that they need help, but they need help. And as young adults, being as young as we are, children they aim their whole their whole uh school life up until 18 children aim to be uh that 20 year old like they just want to be break free sometimes and they want to you know be their own person and then they see us and we're at that age and it's not you know what they think it is but we're at that age and so they they're like wow you're in my dream spot and and I think that if we take that step and we, we step in sometimes and we're like, yeah, we're in this spot. Here are some good things that we can tell you or here are some things that we can educate you about. Uh, I think it will stick a lot more than than our parents and than their parents sometimes. Yeah, that's true. I I
0: I think that's very true. Well, thank you again, Catherine, for being here. It's really <laughs> lovely to
1: have you today. Thank you for having me. I appreciated it. This is awesome.
0: Yeah, I gained a lot from our conversation. And yeah, I'm definitely going to keep it with me.
1: <laughs> Yay, that's awesome.
0: I hope this helped someone and that it made you think. Stick around for the outro so you can see how to follow me on social media and get more of my content. Today we talked about children. We explored some things that are influencing them and shared some of our thoughts about what we think about those things. Then we talked about how we can be of influence to them. Last but not least, we shared some ways we can start to talk to children about what truth is so that they can have a framework in which to compare and contrast different cultural ideas and worldviews. I gained a lot from the conversation and I hope you did too. Please join us on Instagram at WinChat underscore and Facebook at WinChatWinChat. Please send any questions you want answered or topics you want to hear on the show to WinChat21 at Yahoo.com. Next week, we'll be talking about young adults and what their interests and concerns are. Christian or not, I'm sure you'll gain something from next week's episode. Here's a little snippet. What are some trends that you two have noticed on like YouTube or Instagram or TikTok? What are some trends that you see that these young adults are really adhering to? Joanne, why don't you go first? One common trend is like
1: different dance moves. So if there's like a different dance challenge, whether it's on TikTok or social media, I mean not social media, Instagram, I see that they're also interlapping. Um, those are constant trends I'm always seeing, like students are always wanting to make a TikTok video, always want to, you know, oh, yeah. try to do the new challenge, you know. So it's all uh, there's always some type of a challenge. That's one thing I would say there. And throughout all social media, there's some type of challenge. Earlier, there was the, the teacher challenges where they had to destroy different areas. And then there's also these different dance challenges. So those are some trends mm-hmm. I do see. And there is this new one. I don't know if I should repeat it because I really don't know what it means. But uh, my kids said it today.
0: If you like what you heard, tune in next week to hear more. That's all for today. See you later.